just kind of had a crush on this guy and I didn't know at the time when I was younger that we were seven years apart so now I am 19 in 2020 and this guy is Neil so we're just kind of you know talking we're just talking and you know one thing leads to another everything seems like so great at first as they always do once we make it official, but we don't really tell anyone because of the fact that we're seven years apart and my family knows his family and it would just been kind of weird. He just wanted to like keep it away from everyone. And now that I look back, I kind of see why. But we made it official and he got this job traveling and we're going to, we're going to North Dakota sorry and once we get there that's when everything just goes crazy um he got me away from family and friends and that's when the abuse started at first it started before that it was mental and emotional but once north dakota came around it became physical and i always told myself because growing up i seen it like I would never let that happen and it's just like don't don't say anything till you're in it because it's it's different um, especially looking from the outside in it's really different when there's feelings involved and a bunch of other things so I ended up falling pregnant and miscarrying and then soon after that I find out when we're in New Jersey that I'm pregnant and I'm just like okay you know like let's let the family know and everything because at this time like they knew we were together um so then I end up coming back home and yeah he still he tries to like find a job and stuff because he kind of left that job and he followed with me tried to find another job like no one was really hiring and like we we're staying at my mom's house and mind you, my mom didn't really like this guy, which I mean, I can understand why. Um, so she ended up kicking him out. Mind you, me, I'm I'm the ride or die kind of person. Like, I'm not about to leave you stranded. Like, if you stranded, we stranded together. Um, even though I am pregnant, like, we'll make way. So he's leaving. Plus, even if I wanted to stay, like, I had no choice. I was going to get drugged out of that house. Um... So we left, and then we went to his family's house, and we were staying there for a little bit. Same thing happened. Got kicked out because um, he was, I don't know, it wasn't because he was abusive, because he kind of hided it from them. He hid it from them, sorry. And um, one day, um, he just got real angry and just, like, hit me, and I kind of, like, almost blacked out and then came back to and then realized that like I'm bleeding and this was like I feel like this was the worst because this was when like skin broke open that I was ever hit so he tries to like find a way to go to the hospital and stuff we find a ride to go to the hospital and of course he tells me to come up with this story of like how it happened because I'm pregnant and if like they find out that he hit me then he's gonna get locked up and everything like that so then I guess stitches, um, 
and then we end up we're finished so then we have to like find a ride to go back home it's like i think it was like two o'clock in the morning everyone was sleeping and stuff so he was like look we're just gonna have to troop it so that was a long walk from the hospital back to his back to his dad's house that was it was a long walk like and i'm pregnant i haven't eaten nothing i haven't drunk anything like i literally just lost a bunch of blood had stitches done like it was it was so much um but kind of backtrack when we were in the hospital like about to get my stitches and stuff the lady had to take me to go get an ultrasound because i haven't had any and mind you he always told me like no one between your legs but me like when it comes to like the baby until like he was ready to be born so i'm just like okay whatever so then we go and she's like look you're too like you're not far along enough to have like an actual ultrasound we have to do vaginal so i'm like cool okay does it and then like she said everything is fine but he i did have a cyst on my umbilical cord which ended up going away on its own it usually doesn't get serious so then i told him this and he got mad and started getting real angry in the hospital so i'm trying to like cover the fact that like i want to cry because i already know it's about to happen but okay so fast forward back to us having to walk so then we're walking and like we're just trying to like get there as quick as possible my feet are killing me like i think i was around maybe two or three two or three months pregnant at this time so it wasn't like i was really big or i wasn't really showing or anything but fast forward we ended up getting to his dad's house doors locked everything so he's like going to their window knocking on the door they get mad they end up kicking us out because we tell them um, that we were leaving and we tell them what was going on and it's been so long since we've been back at the house and yada 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 so then we get kicked out trying to find a spot to go to so we go to downtown to where the bus station is and we're just kind of chilling out there and we're just like okay well look we're gonna have to go um to this park or whatever so we go to this park, which is like not too far from like where I used to stay at. Let me see. Hold on. Wait. Nope. Backtrack again. Sorry. Um, we were at the bus station because his um his family had drove us to the bus station. Was like, look, I'll get you a bus to go to where my mom was at. Cause I was like, I'm just going back to my mom's house. And um, she didn't like the fact that I was gonna bring him. So I was just like, all right, whatever. I'm just slug it out here. Cool. Um, so then his people was like, if y'all get a bus down there tomorrow, like I'll get you guys a hotel room. Got us the hotel room. Then the next day came, we we're about to get on the bus, and she was all like, look, no, like you're not gonna bring him. I'm not gonna pick both y'all up. I'm just gonna pick you up. And I'm like, mm, you can't do that. So then I'm just like, alright, whatever. Stayed. Then we went to the park, and we we're like chilling out at the park. Um, it wasn't like. It wasn't cold or anything outside. It, it felt real nice. So we were just chilling out at the park all day long. Then when it came to like nighttime, we had to like find a place to go to sleep. Cause we tried to sleep like on the park benches with like the little, had like a little covering over it. So like we weren't gonna like get rained or nothing, but like the mosquitoes and everything was 
horrible. Like, we was getting ate up. It didn't matter if we had jackets or not. Like, we was getting ate up. Couldn't go to sleep. So then we started walking around. He wanted to, like, go into a church. I wasn't feeling right about it to, like, go into a church and stuff. He was like, I'll forgive us. And I'm looking at him like, yeah, we break into a church just to sleep in. Okay. But we ended up going to the laundromat. We were just sitting in the seats. And I was just, like, laying on his lap. And then he was just like, no, nah, we're not about to do this. He took a bunch of magazines, laid them down all on the bathroom floor. And he knew, I guess he knew it was like routine that the people have to come in at like 6 in the morning. Because it was 24 hours. But like, the manager came in at 6 o'clock in the morning. So he was like, we gotta be out by 6. And like, it was like, maybe 3 something in the morning. I think I don't really remember. So we're just laying there. He goes to sleep right away. I'm just sitting there. I'm honestly just sitting there crying. Because I'm just like, wow, I'm really this low. And like, I don't know. It was just like realization. Like, what happened? And how low I got. Because I never thought in my life I'd ever be homeless. But never say never. So, not soon after that. Um, kind of fast forward. Because it's just same thing happening over again trying to find food and place to stay and blah 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 so I then end up hitting up my dad and I was just like well I know that like Ohio's kind of cool and you know like you can meet my dad and meet my family and all that we can all get on our feet and have a good time like I thought in my mind I was gonna change this man <laughs> yeah I'm yeah I was crazy this man was far into his 20s he was he was not gonna change so we end up yeah my dad my dad was like okay cool like yeah i'll come get you guys um he was very open about it he didn't know about the abuse until like way after after we were staying with him i ain't really tell no one um because he mainly kind of tried to hide it. He mainly tried to like more so hit my body so that people wouldn't see it because he made sure that I stayed covered. I couldn't wear nothing tight. Couldn't wear nothing like um, that was uh, too too short or anything like that. It was like baggy pants, big huge shirts. Like I couldn't like do nothing. And so then we get up here. Well, before we got up here, we had to find some money. So we went to this pastor that he knew that he was really cool with. And we was telling him, like, everything that was going on, except for the abuse, obviously. And he ends up, like, giving us some money. And so then I'm like, okay, that's God, you know. Like, he felt led to, like, give us the money for the hotel. Um, so then my dad's wife comes and picks us up. And then we come all the way up here. Everyone's cool meeting them and stuff and it was just very weird for me because one I haven't seen this side of my family in like seven eight years like it's very weird for me plus with having him with me because there was basically rules he says that it was respect but it was really rules I couldn't look at no I couldn't look at nobody like if we were walking I had to have like my arm on his arm and like if there was a man coming walking down like I can't make eye contact I need to look the other way if we're like in a situation where like there's a man talking then like I can't speak like or nothing like that like I, I basically was just on a leash and I was like a puppet like I really couldn't do anything and looking back it's like so sad that like I let myself 
like actually go through that like i could have left like there was a so like i ain't gonna lie there were so many opportunities to where i could leave and i just did not take them like but i don't know god works in mysterious ways and i feel like he i feel like everything that happened was supposed to happen but yeah i can't look at no one i can't really talk to nobody it was just very awkward because like my dad was trying to like you know build a relationship with me and it's just like look i got restrictions i can't even like really do nothing with you like he always had to be there like i had little brothers and stuff i haven't seen in so long couldn't even like talk to them like they couldn't even talk to me i'm sitting in the living room if they're looking at me he's gonna look right at me and make sure i ain't looking at them like it was just oh man it was a lot like i couldn't even because they had basically a full house and they brought us in so we were on the air mattress in the living room i couldn't even blow up the air mattress without him like he had to blow it up because i had to like squat down to blow it up he was like you know i'm gonna be looking at you like or this is my family ain't no one looking at me but anyways um things were like really good at first um i mean like he wasn't physically abusing me but he was mentally and emotionally abusing me um there was a few times when he did physically abuse me while i was up here and it was, like, it was plain as day, like, just on my face. And, like, people could see it. I know that they could see it. I was just like, please don't look at me. Please don't ask me no questions. Because, like, it was, ooh, it was a lot. Um, and then just one day, um, he was watching the kids. And we always told each other, okay, look, I'm going to discipline the girls. You discipline the boys. Like, that's how it's going to be. But that, that's not how it was that one day. So one time he ended up hitting one of my sisters because, like, she wasn't listening. But he ended up leaving a mark on her face. And they told him that, yeah, he could discipline them because they didn't know about the abuse at the time, like I said. So they told him that he could, like, discipline them, like, because um, we would watch them while they would go to work and stuff. But, like, don't hit their face. And so he hit her face, left a mark and stuff. And after that, like, it was so awkward. Like, I could feel the vibes. It was very weird. So then not too long after that, my two brothers, they're, like, in their teens. I think, like, 15, 15, 14, 15. I'm not really sure. But um, he ended up telling them, like, hey, like, y'all need to go to bed. Like, your dad just told you to go to bed. But as soon as your dad left, like, y'all came out here, y'all making all this noise. Yeah, yeah. So, one of them was like, look, I'm going to go to bed when I want to, basically. Like, because he was getting some food. So, he was like, look, I'm going to just go to bed, like, whenever I get done getting my food. And one of them was messing with the other one. So, he was like, look, y'all need to chill. So, he goes in there and he was like, um, gets in one of their faces. And he was like, well, what did you say? Because he told him that he was going to go to bed whenever he wanted to, basically. So, then he smacked him. And he smacked him hard. I ain't gonna lie, I heard it, and I was just like, bro, really? So he stormed out the door, my brother did, and then they ended up um, telling us, like, look, y'all can't, like, like, that wasn't good for you to do that, like, it was, it was a little too far, so the next thing, you know, we're getting woken up by the vacuum, saying that, like, we gotta go, well, I didn't have to go, he did, but like I said in the beginning, I'm that kind of, like, I'm gonna stick by you no matter what, like, because you can lose money and get money. It don't matter. So I was just like, look, y'all know 
y'all know for a fact that like I can't stay. So like, we're trying to leave, and my brother had his car. My older brother, he had his car here, so we were gonna take his car because he said like it was cool. But they called the cops. I don't do cops, but they called the cops. He didn't have his license. He lied to my dad and told him he had his license. I knew he didn't have one, but that ain't none of my business when it comes down to that. But he didn't have his license, so while we were trying to leave in my brother's car, they asked for his license, and then he gave it to him. And they were like, look, you know, like, your license was suspended, yada, yada, yada. You can't leave, but you also, like, you can't leave in the car, but, like, you have to go somewhere. So they were like, look, we'll take you down to the homeless shelter. Go down to the homeless shelter, and we go in and stuff, and then he was just like, look, um, I ain't feeling it. So then we leave, walking around downtown, and um, my dad's job was like right around the corner. So we're trying to like talk to him about it because he was at work and tell him everything. He was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm going to go talk to them, and we're going to like come find you and stuff like that. And so we're like, all right, cool. So we're at the library. Um, and then next thing we know, they tell us that our stuff is outside of the church like they took all of our stuff and just because we had packed it in the car and there was also some stuff still in the house and so then they told us like hey look your your stuff is out there on the steps of the church go get it before a homeless person gets it so he's pissed off so we're like racing down from the library walking mind you all the way down to the church it wasn't that far but it, it was a it was a little troop but um, we get there, everything's like kind of, you, know, you can tell like they just threw it, so he didn't like that, so then now we're trying to like find somewhere to go, like lugging all, like just bringing all this stuff with us, so then we go around the corner from like the church, and we go to like the side of the church, and he notices that like we could put our stuff like in the corner, because it was like a bunch of boxes, and like a little, there was something on the outside of the church that, um, I don't know what it was, but it was, like, connected to the church to where, like, it could hide the stuff, so we were putting all of our stuff back there, and that's where, like, we would kind of chill at, like, during the day, so then we still try to, like, talk to my dad, and he was like, um, he was like, look, I'll come back and get you guys, um, never came back and got us, um, and we're just stuck at the library. So then, after that, we tried to hit up my older brother. Like, hey, look, can you come and get us? Because, mind you, there was a there was a house two, two, maybe three doors up from my dad's. And he said that that was our trailer. Like, he gave it to us and we cleaned it out. Like, it was, it was nasty, y'all. Like, but we cleaned it out. It was ours. We just had to, like, get all the paperwork and stuff for it. So we were trying to come back here to go to that trailer because it's cold outside it, it was like almost winter time and so we're walking all the way from downtown Stoolville, all the way to the house and it was like a three three four hour trip and it's may it's all highway all highway because we tried to get my brother to tell him to like come and get us he said he was gonna come get us but then never did eight o'clock hits because that's when the um the library closed he's like look we're just gonna have to troop it he told my brother he was like look if i gotta walk all the way down there y'all not gonna be happy 
so they felt threatened called the cops and told them about it and then someone seen us walking on the side of the highway then the cops ended up pulling up and like oh like where are you where are you going yada 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 we tell them and they're like oh um well so and so has been calling the um station about you like you've been communicating threats and like this like that like you can't go back there so we just walked this entire way for basically nothing because guess what that police officer took us all the way back to the homeless shelter so i literally just walked for no reason got nowhere so we get to the homeless shelter and then there was like no one in there except for like one guy because everyone was asleep um so he ended up putting us in our own room and mind you only families get their own room like you got like a physical child with you and i was pregnant so he did all the paperwork he tells us like okay like you guys can have your have you got your own room together so we're like all right cool so there's two stories the men are downstairs and the women are upstairs and also like the families are upstairs at the end of the hall where the females are at so we're up there and then whenever we wake up we go to like the bathroom and then there's like a lady knocking on the bathroom door we're like okay cool whatever we'll hurry up get out the bathroom and we're like going downstairs and the lady was like hey look um you got to go to the office um there's someone that like wants to talk to you we're like um all right so we go down there and the lady tells us like hey look you guys are going to be separated you're downstairs she's upstairs because you guys aren't physically like a family like, you don't have a physical child with you basically and he was not having he was like well god told me last night we can have our own room yada 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 she can't be by herself she's got anxiety and like all this and that she's pregnant like what if something happens and shit like that and she was just not going for it she was like look if you she was like if um tonight y'all sleep in the same room you're gonna get kicked out because there's violation of the rules so um come nighttime he's like downstairs and i'm upstairs and he tells the guy um he was like look i was told that like i could be upstairs with her blah blah, blah. like would you mind me like staying up like going up there and staying and the guy was like look they come in and around this time in the morning um if you want to like risk it go ahead and like my dad had cameras and stuff so um he, he ended up getting caught like because he stayed in the room and didn't go downstairs when he was supposed to because they can't the guy came knocking on the door like hey look they're about to be here it was like four o'clock in the morning and he didn't get up and go downstairs so he ended up getting caught and they told it the lady was like look um you like y'all gotta go at least by lunchtime and he didn't like stay and well we ate breakfast but he could have stayed and we could have got lunch and been good we just got breakfast and then we left after breakfast and um after that we were just you know Fucking it out basically we went around the way to different homeless shelters sorry it's starting to rain a little harder but um we went to different home different homeless shelters and they didn't have no openings so then we went to fill out this application for a house well it was like a little apartment whatever it's for people um that didn't really have anything that was trying to get away from stuff and so then also again had to make up another story that like stuff like more stuff was going on than what it had to be excuse me um so then we had to wait for that process so then we just started staying by the church cold as i don't know what outside and we were like well we gotta find something to do 
So like during the day, we'll just walk around downtown or stay where um, our stuff is because we actually had Wi-Fi right there. And there was also these school buses that was parked right next to the church. And I'm looking at him like, hey, look, during the weekend when the kids are in school, we could go sleep on the bus. So that's what we did. And then we were chilling out at the church, which this was kind of dumb. And, uh, but it was Sunday. So we're chilling outside of the church, on the side of the church. And all of these people are pulling up for church service. And we're basically sitting like in the parking lot, like on the side of the church where the four day park at. Everyone's just staring and stuff. Mind you, it's mainly white people up here. And he's a black man, I'm a white woman, and like we're homeless. We're just sitting out there and stuff. So one lady, she was kind. She was like, hey, like you guys are like welcome to come in, you know? And we're like, okay. And I'm talking to him, I'm like, well, shoot, let's go in. And he was like, I feel like we should go in and stuff like that. But he ended up not going in. So. Not too long after that, I think it was like a day or two after that, there was a guy that had came around, because we walked to Dollar Tree, which was like right around the corner, because we ended up um, getting some money. We were walking back, and there was a guy in a car in the parking lot next to our stuff, and he was like, hey, are you guys, just, are you guys the people that um, be staying right here? And he was just like, why? He was like, look, um, I know like times is tough, yada, yada, yada. But, like, y'all can't, y'all can't stay here. And we're like, all right, cool, whatever. Like, we'll move our stuff. So then there was a bunch of boxes, like I said before. Mind you, we slept, um, we slept there a few times, like, actually outside with our stuff. And it was raining one night, so we had to take the boxes and, like, put them on top of us. And there was actually one box that could fit both of us in it. And so we did that and then we ended up taking those boxes and putting all of our stuff in it because he told us that we had to go. So we started putting our stuff all in the boxes and just like hid them and put them on like the side of the church where the rest of the boxes were because like they just kept stacking the boxes up. So we're like, okay, they're not going to touch the boxes. The guy ended up calling the cops. So we leave and like we had just got done packing like the rest of the stuff in the boxes and we leave. And, like, we just start walking around. And then we came back, like, maybe 10, 15 minutes later. And we go to look at the boxes. And we notice that the cop opened one of the boxes and just kind of seen, like, you know, that's where all of our stuff was. So, I guess he realized, like, okay, they're homeless. So, then it's, like, raining really bad this night. And it's cold and I don't know what. We can't be on the side of the church. So, we're just trying to, like, find somewhere to go. We're sitting on this other church steps but it was like run down um had boards on the um, walls and on the windows and stuff like there wasn't one in there so we were just chilling on the steps and he was like look um i'm about to go and get some wi-fi real quick so we go and get some wi-fi and then we realized um right across from the church that we were sitting there was a bunch of cars so he goes and he tries to pull at one of the doors it opens so we kind of already knew the routine of the people that work there so we we're like look we'll stay in here and then in the morning like we'll just get up and go mind you the next day my brother was going to drive us all the way down to back to north carolina um once he had got off of work 
it was like madder up in the morning, like five, six o'clock in the morning. So we had to get up, and it was when I tell y'all it was freezing. It was freezing, so we had to get up out the car and uh, fix the seats, you know, and then go over to where we were supposed to meet my brother at. He's not on time. He's, he's running a little late, which I mean, I don't blame him. So then we end up going back to down in North Carolina. I go stay with my mom, and he goes back to his old job the one with the traveling and he's in um Fayetteville and so a few times he would come out and come get me so I'll stay at the hotel with him because they provided a hotel and then what happened after that um, I'll stay at my mom's house see this is how I said like I said I could have left because like he would leave and I'd be at my mom's house for a while and I could have just like you know been like look I'm done but yeah, that didn't happen. Um, oh yeah, we ended up getting a spot a few doors down from my mom's house. And he was working, he was making enough for us to keep it. Got in the house and then he ended up getting fired from his job. And I feel like it was on purpose. So now we're in this house and the lady, we, we didn't give her no money or nothing. But she was cool with my mom and she trusted my mom. So she was like, look, y'all can stay here for like two weeks and then like I'll come get the payment stayed there for two weeks and then once the lady like needed the payment we told her like look like we can't like we can't make it like so we were just like I'm sorry about the inconvenience yada 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 house is clean everything and so we ended up um leaving in the truck we didn't really have a lot of gas but we tried to make it to where we were going and it was about two hours away because we were gonna just go stay in the truck and stay in his friend's yard in the truck. Ran out of gas on the side of the highway. So now we're trying to find a way to get some gas. And then it's like real late at nighttime. So then now we have to like sleep in the truck. Sleeps in the truck, wakes up in the morning. Um, not too long after that, um, a cop pulled over. Mind you, our tags are bad on this truck. Um, he don't got no license. I don't got no license. No insurance. No nothing. But we had signs up basically like saying like, hey, out of gas. And stuff like that. So the cop just like, you know, she was, she was very friendly and just understanding. Like, she let us call his peoples. And they were going to like come out, try to come out and get us. But they couldn't. So, we had to find a way to, you know, get some money for some gas. So, then we start walking. And we noticed on the other side of, like, the trees, there was, like, a neighborhood. So, we go knock on doors and stuff. And this guy, he was kind enough to um, come and give us a jump. Because we thought that the car was just, um, well, no. Yeah, we got gas. Sorry, we got gas. And then the car wouldn't start after that so then we had to go back again and ask for a jump and mind you we only got the guy only gave us five dollars in gas he didn't tell us how much he gave us but it was only five dollars and so five dollars won't get us nowhere but given that he gave us gas and then we had to go and find someone else that could give us a jump they gave us a jump we were good we thought we were straight we was gonna make it back um to his people's house nope broke down again mind you it's raining at this time so then we have to like walk to like the nearest gas station and stuff um 
so then this couple ends up seeing us pulling over and they're like look we've been where y'all been at i don't like seeing people walking especially not in the rain then they realize i was pregnant so we go and we get some gas and then they take us back to our truck run out of gas again <laughs> um and now it's nighttime we're way closer like we're like literally right there so then we go to this gas station and we're like outside basically panhandling and this lady ends up giving us some money so we get some gas and then we called his friend and we told him like look this is where we're at we're not too far could you come get us could you come get us so we had to walk all the way back to the truck it's raining like it is i don't even got the proper shoes on for this weather like it was it was horrible so we get to the truck we get some gas we end up making it to his friend's house and his friend was like oh yeah there's this party the only reason why we went is because they had food person at parties but they had food so we went got some food and then we went back in the truck after that so then from there on we were just staying in the truck just um trying to make some money here and there there's an old guy in the neighborhood that always needed a ride somewhere so we would kind of use that to our advantage and he would like give us gas or something else he would take us to mcdonald's and get us some food and so yeah we were just eating stuff like we got a loaf of bread some meat and some like mayonnaise and we were just eating that every single day at this point i am close to being due and there was a few times when he about kicked me out of the truck and just like left me there he would leave and then i'll just i'll have to sit on the porch across from his friend's house because that was like the house was abandoned and so i had to sit out there until like he came back because like phone wasn't on where I'm at I don't know nothing about it like I like I just had to sit there and wait and so he'll come back he was never gone long it was like maybe five minutes and I think it was just like a little kind of like tactic to him like a little game tactic um so yeah he was trying to find a job and then he was all like oh well, I don't want you to have to like sit in the car while I'm at work and people see you in the parking lot and stuff like that, I was like, oh, well, why don't I go stay at your mom's house? Because her, his mom was cool with us coming to stay with him. Stay with her, sorry. But he didn't want to because he knew that we was going to have to stay in separate rooms. So he tries to find a job. Mind you, the people that have a job there that he's cool with, they have a record. He also does too. And he tells them, oh, yeah, due to my record, I can't work at the job. And they're like, what? That's crazy because I have a record and it's way worse than what you got and I can work here. And so I knew he was lying. So then we were just still finding money, like driving people places and stuff and um, getting food whenever we could. So then fast forward to when I got to give birth. I go into labor as soon as it hits midnight, whenever my babies do. I don't go to the hospital till 6 in the morning because we didn't have no gas and we couldn't make it. So we ended up, um, he ended up calling the ambulance. They came and got me, um, gave birth. After that, you know, went back to the truck, yada, 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 gave them fake addresses and stuff like that. We had a car seat and all that. Like, we had clothes, food, like, we had everything he needed, just not a house. So, So then when he hit 20 days old, this is now um, about my son's death. So we 
the 20 years old, mind you, <clears throat> we fed him every three hours, and he was forming with them every three to four hours. And normally he'd wake me up, but he never really cried, other than the fact of like him being hungry. And so he didn't wake me up, and it was like it's been like four hours. So he was supposed to eat at two, and it was like four something. It was like maybe four thirty, I think. It was four something in the morning. It's like way past the time he's supposed to eat so i just wanted to like check on him mind you with my son i couldn't hold him i couldn't like feed him i couldn't really do anything with him unless it was his permission and the only time i did ever get to hold him is when he would go donate um plasma and that's how sometimes we would have food and um money for food and stuff because he would donate and that's the only time i could hold him and do whatever i really wanted with him um, so then I go to pick him up just to make sure he's cool because like I just woke up and I see his feet and I'm like What in the world? So I go to pick him up and lo and behold his head is where his feet is supposed to be And his feet is where his head is supposed to be. Now it's a 20 day old baby that's swaddled in a car seat How in the world do you flip upside down? And I went to bed around like 11 something because we smoked and I went straight to sleep. And he had him. He was feeding him. He was going to put him to bed. So I picked him up. He's not moving. Because normally, like, whenever I pick him up or I, like, move the blanket from, like, around his face, he would, like, make a certain face. And he's not doing that. So I'm just like, um, alrighty. So I put him back down the right way. And so I tap on him because I'm like, if I don't say something, like, I'm gonna get in trouble, basically. So I'm like, hey, look, is he alright? And so he wakes up and he grabs him before he can even, like, tell anything's wrong. He just starts wailing and just, like, calling out his name. And he takes him out to swaddle. And I'm in shock and I'm, I don't know what's going on. And so then he tries to do CPR. And so I get out the truck. He ends up telling me to let him out the truck because, like, we were basically sleeping. shock i don't know what to do or anything so he goes to his friends and tells them like hey look y'all need to call the police like my son's dead and so then they come out and they start noticing everything he picks him back up he's walking down the street walking back and forth just screaming and it, like i said it's like four o'clock in the morning and so then the lady on the phone is telling us like do cpr not working ambulance comes they take him and then we get in the truck mind the police are trying to ask us questions and he's like look i'm not trying to ask no answer no questions like my son is like something's wrong with my son like i need to go see him and stuff so they they're parked right down the road and they're just watching us after the ambulance leaves he's trying to like get the truck all tidied up because we put the stuff we put all of our stuff from the back to like the front seat and the one back seat so that we would have room to sleep in the back and he's moving all the stuff from the front seat back to the back how we normally would in the morning after we wake up and i'm like dude i can ride in the truck and then we just go to the hospital and he's like no 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 like we're gonna do this so then he's moving everything around and stuff so we get to the hospital we go in our room then they come in the room and tell us like look um we did everything we could 
mind you, he's kind of like the female in this situation. Like, he's the one, like, wailing and crying and yelling and screaming and hitting walls and falling on the floor. And I'm, like, the guy of the situation where I'm just, like, sitting there just, like, I'm crying, but I'm just, like, I'm in, I'm still in shock. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. Um, so then we get to the room. We're not allowed to touch him or nothing. So he sits in the seat. And I'm just standing there, and I'm looking at him. And there's two nurses in the room, so I'm just looking at him, and he's like, quote unquote, crying. And in reality, he's just making noise and just looking around, seeing if anyone's looking at him. And there's no tears coming from his eyes or nothing. So I'm making note of it. I'm like, that's that's very weird, but okay. So then we go back to the room because um, his family was there. He walks in, falls on the floor, starts crying, and I'm still in shock. I'm crying, but, like, in shock. Um, a detective comes in, gives us his car, says, like, we need to talk to him. He's not up for it, because, I mean, obviously, obviously he's not. So his mom ends up talking to him, ends up going to talk to the detective. Um, we ended up leaving. As we're leaving, everyone is walking in front of us, and I see this lady and this guy come out with their baby, and I'm getting real upset, like, okay, why they leave with theirs, and I could leave with mine, so then he, um, a doctor comes out and gives us a number, and like, hey, look, call them for the autopsy, and we're like, okay, so she walks away, he looks at me, dead in the face, and he asks me, can they tell on autopsy that he's been suffocated? I'm still in shock, so it didn't click in my mind what he just asked me and I'm like yeah that's a dumb question of course they can but still didn't click so then um his brother ends up taking us to the detective he tells me that I need to say this that and the third I say this that and the third because I'm like I gotta go back with this man and I know like I'm gonna I'm gonna beat and I ain't trying to be next so I end up my my dumb tail ended up getting caught in a lie talking to the detective and so then i'm like look yeah i'm done with this like can't do it i just want to go home so he asked for my phone and i was like what's my phone gotta do with my son's death yada 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 didn't give him my phone because honestly there was nothing on it that would link to my son's death it was just very weird how he asked that but i understood anyways we ended up leaving the detective let us ride behind well in front of him behind him to go to get our truck mind you no no good plates no insurance no license no nothing but they let us get our truck it is tore up because like it was basically an investigation because they had to take photos and everything like that get our truck we go back he's just like i don't know he was different um i was just like this don't seem real i was basically depressed at this point He's mad because I'm depressed. And he didn't like the fact that I was depressed. So he's riding around, talking about some, oh, I'm itching for another body. And I'm like, oh, I'm next. So then, fast forward, we end up moving into his mom's house. I get a job. He tries to also find a job and stuff. I get a job. And I'm working, you know, not too long after, maybe about two staying there he gets a job in florida so i'm like all right bet this is my time to go because i was just waiting for an opportunity to leave 
since I was little. And she was telling me, like, look, you don't have to. You don't have to go. Like, I won't let him come back in here. Like, you can get on your feet. You don't got to go. And I'm like, look, I need to be around my family. Like, I have to be around my family in X amount of times. So when my mom comes, um, I sit them all down and tell them exactly what really happened. Um, so then after that, we leave. I leave the truck. Because I had the truck so I can get back to and from work. And I leave the truck. And I'm like, I don't want nothing to do with it. My son died in it. There's too many memories. I don't want it. So then my mom was talking to me like, look, we need to go back and get the truck because um, he could end up, like, you know, coming out here with the truck whenever he comes back. So I go back, unpack everything out of the truck that's his, and I leave it there, take the truck, next day sold it. Um, so basically fast forward to where I'm at now. Um, I basically said all that because, man, I went through a lot. I kind of just focused on, I focused on my relationship with God afterwards, and today I got a beautiful daughter, and she's amazing, um, definitely a blessing, I will say that the death of my son was a lot, it, I was numb, I was really, really numb the first, like, six months after, because it took them six months for me to get his ashes, because COVID was real bad, but it's a really, really long time for me to get his ashes. It didn't really hit until I got his ashes. And man, when I tell you, it was it was hard. I ran to weed, and then I realized that it was a need for me. And I'm like, yeah, this can't be no need. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I couldn't do nothing unless I smoked. So I put it down. Now I'm just going to focus on God. So I did. And like I said, I got a two-month-old she's amazing um i will say that it was very weird at first because i would just be feeding her i'll just be changing her and i'll just start crying and i didn't know why i was crying and i was just like lord what is wrong with you <laughs> and so then um i realized it was linked to my son i was doing stuff with her that i wish i could have done with him and once i realized that's what it, that's why i was crying and stuff i kind of got over it i was just okay like, I'm just going to give this to God. And ever since then, like, I've just been really happy. Um, I could have prevented. I ain't going to lie. I could have prevented my son dying. I could have. Um, but I really feel like everything happened for a reason. Because I know for a fact if my son was still here and I would have left him, he would have done everything in his power to come and find me and get my son. And also, I would have still been linked to him shoulder for the rest of my life if he's ever going to come after me for him and so I know that everything happened for a reason and that was really just like God giving me like my go like look like I was showing you all these things before and you stayed and um so I gotta you know do this for you to leave and I did it's just so much better. I still, I'm not gonna lie, I still sometimes deal with the, the trauma from the relationship, but it's, it's very rare that I do whenever I first got into a relationship after that, like certain things said, um, raising other boys, like just stuff like that would trigger me, but I just, I really gave it all to God and like my life is
is really so much better and I'm just gonna I'm just here to tell you that like it gets better and that you just gotta really just focus on God and every time that you take yourself back there or you know like you feel a certain type of way take that feeling and give it to God it's not for you to deal with like that wasn't even your battle that was God's battle like give it back to him and like just know that like no matter what even if you don't feel like he's there he's right there with you because there were so many times when I would be crying out to God and I would just feel like he's not there but God was really really right there with me the entire time because if he wasn't I wouldn't even be here talking to you guys today it was that bad like I was getting beat on that bad and like God really brought me through that and like honestly just life gets better and just take from it when I need to take from it and I know that I went through that so that I can help someone else that's going through it like if you're being abused mentally physically emotionally like you're worth more than that and God loves you and I know that it may seem like it's the end of the world or you don't have anything or you really think that this person loves you or that you could change this person And the only person that could change a person is them or God. No one's going to change unless they feel like they need to change. And if they see that nothing's wrong with what they do, they're not going to change. But, sorry, this was really, really long. Um, but if anyone is going through anything and they need to talk, my DMs are open. I'm free to talk to anyone at Storm on instagram and i do thank you all for listening if you did make it this far thank you